I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons, your spiritual BFF, and I'm just on a mission to make the world more chic and connected one activated chakra at a time. So I'm glad you're here with me, helping me along on the mission, guys. We have a really fun episode today. We are chatting with two legit Salem witches. They do not mess around. They do the witchcraft. They do all the things, and they're teaching us so many cool tools to use today. So their names are Leanne Marama and Sandra Mariah Wright. They are Salem witches, they're high priestesses, they are psychics, and they also read tea leaves. So they are teaching us how to do that today, and I'm so excited. We're also talking about divine connections and partnerships and blessing your food and how to give your food power. There's just a lot going on in the world right now, and we need this, okay? There's also a lot going on in the cosmos, but I will say things are going pretty well considering. I hope you guys are doing really well too in these crazy times. I feel like the new moon last week was a little bit wild, but all the 5D activations are popping in my life. I've been sticking to my rituals. If you follow me on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. I'm all about the 5D consciousness life right now. I've lost 10 pounds. Shout out. And oh, shout out to Bailey Brown Fitness. She's had a big part of this. BB Fit. It's like this online workout situation, but I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't doing these 5D rituals. And I've actually found something that I've been consistent at. I've been doing intuitive eating and life is good, guys. How to give you that little update. Um, I hope you guys, guys are doing really well too. Our businesses pop in and like I said, we've talked a lot about 5D consciousness, so make sure you're following me at Shocker Girl Co. on Instagram because we're giving so many tips and tidbits about how to go along on your own ascension journey. Speaking of tips, let's get into our chakra tip of the day. I feel like I've talked about this before, but my favorite crystal of the moment is black 
obsidian. Here's why. I've had a lot of weird freaking dreams and a lot of people are having weird dreams right now because of this like global ascension that's going on. And the black obsidian has really helped me because I, I get visitors guys. I get creepy spirit demon visitors in my sleep. And so I got this black obsidian crystal ball. It is so chic, so beautiful. Put it on my nightstand and yeah, the dreams have just gone away and it just, I don't know. I feel like it like cleared all the weird energy from my room. So if you're having any weird vibes, get yourself some black obsidian. And that brings me to my chakra shout out as well, because I got that crystal ball from Mala Collective and I'm going to show you, I'll show you guys on Instagram over the next few days, all the amazing stuff that I bought from them. I got some really nice labradorite points. I got, um, I've got my meditation, my meditation cushion from there. Mala's like, they have so many freaking beautiful things. I got a really pretty necklace bracelet. I actually have partnered with them and I, we actually had an episode with Mala Collective with Ashley Rye, the founder of Mala Collective. You will love her. So after this episode, make sure to go listen to that one. Um, but we've partnered with them to get you guys a discount code. So I wanted to share that with you guys. So right now they actually are offering 30% off. So if you type in Amberly 30, like Amberly, all one word. So A-M-B-E-R-L-E-E three zero at checkout, then you get 30% off. If you happen to be listening to this episode a little bit later, I think the 30% off only is for like the next couple weeks, but, uh, you can get 20% off with Amberly 20. So A M B E R L E E two zero. So like I said, they've got crystals, they've got meditation cushions, they've got malas, they've got so many beautiful little things and trinkets. And I just love them so much. So make sure to go check out Mala Collective and we will link you in the show notes as well. Let's get to this episode because you're going to want to go order some oolong tea leaves and start reading your own leaves. And I'm going to do it as well. And I'm going to show you guys on Instagram. So again, make sure you're following me at Shocker Girl Co. And you are going to love these ladies. Let's get into the episode. Shocker Girl Radio. We are here today with two amazing guests, Leanne Marama and Sandra Mariah Wright. They are Salem witches, high priestesses, and psychics. They have been reading tea leaves together for years. They actually just wrote a book together called Reading the Leaves, and I'm so excited to chat about this. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. We're excited to be here today. Yay. Okay. I want to know, what are your morning rituals? I know mine is. It's meditation when I get up. First thing I do is I say uh, good morning to my ancestors. I greet the sun and I meditate. And I, after I'm done meditating, I do a cleansing rituals. Oh, what's the cleansing ritual? I, well, it's beyond, beyond the shower. <laughs> I, I, what I do is I smudge and I sage my, my area in which I do my work in my temple. I open up my windows and I sweep out any kind of, you know, kind of negative vibes or any kind of heavy emotions that had come through during the uh, evening hours. Mm, that's so good. Cause I usually, I, I'm like such a like reactive smudger. <laughs> like I'll do it when I'm like, okay, this is feeling heavy. I need to do this, but I feel like doing it every day would be fabulous. Yes. Yes. Love that. So since we are um, 
taping during uh, the shutdown slash quarantine slash uh, pandemic, I'm going to say that my daily routine has, um, it's transformed and it's heightened, I think. I've always been one to, you know, start the day with, in somehow getting in touch with my spirituality. Nowadays, I do um, the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram and the middle pillar to protect myself and basically clear the space. And then I light a series of candles, um, some to specific deities that I'm enlisting the help of, um, specifically right now, Apollo and Hygieia, um, because of working so, so closely with those gods right now on healing um, and protection. And those are the two, you know, those are the two basic main motivators right now, healing and protection. Um, and so starting out with that, um, you know, just walking straight from the bedroom into the temple and getting to work on that. And then Leanne and I have actually been teaching the community um, every single day during this whole time, um, we have been having a Zoom in the morning that we call tea time. Um, and the, any, everyone, anyone and everyone can join in. And um, we go over, we do some blessings, some divinations. We um, go over a, um, a crystal or a stone. We go over an herb or some kind of ingredient that we can work with in the work of the day. And it sets the tone for the day. Um, we start off by leading everybody in a um, grounding and centering, a brief grounding and centering, and then we get into the work. So we've really been getting very close in touch with the craft community during this. And um, I kind of liken us, we're sort of like the Mr. Rogers of the witchcraft world right now. <laughs> I love that. Love the reference. And I find too, like when you're teaching rituals, like there's almost like, even though you're, you're not necessarily doing the meditation with them, I feel like in facilitating a meditation, there's like a whole other level of power that comes from that. Like you, it's like, you feel it on a different level. I'm definitely, I am also grounding and centering myself while I am leading them. All my visualizations and everything are intact while I'm leading it. I, I have my eyes shut, they have their eyes shut, and we're all in it together. And we're, the first thing I do during that is connect us all to each other and then connect us down into the earth and then up into, you know, basically the cosmos and then back down again into the heart. So oh, it's very, yeah, it's very much, um, it gets us all in touch with divinity. It gets us all in touch with the divinity in each other and it links us all together and gets us prepared for the day. Amazing. So how do we find this, this zoom? Oh, we've been, um, it's on our Instagram and also on our Facebooks. Um, the password only changes like every three weeks or so zoom lets me kind of have that same um, meeting and password as a recurring event. So you just have to, you just have to pay attention <laughs> to our, uh, either our Instagram, um, either Leanne's Instagram or my, the psychic tease one that I run for both of us. Um, either way, um, you'd get it from there or our Facebook. If you um, reach out to us on Facebook, you'd also. Amazing. And we'll link you guys to that so you can partake for your morning ritual as well. Okay, what is your favorite crystal of the moment? Right now for me, I am loving me some moonstone. Oh, yes. So <laughs> yes. 
it, it connects me to the divine feminine. It actually boosts my psychic ability. It really gives me that extra oomph I need to get past, you know, my own personal anxieties, uh, to deliver a more proper me- messages to people. Mm-hmm. It, it heals and it calms. And it's just, it's a big hug from the universe that I really need. And I do a lot of, I, ha- I feel this lot of work with the goddess, uh, Diana and Artemis, and they are, they're moon goddesses. And me being a Cancerian, I'm ruled by that planet. So lately I've been wearing a lot of moonstone to, to boost my energy and to just make me feel like I have a deeper connection with, you know, to goddess energy. Mm, so magical. And you're going to make me choose just one. Oh, I know it's hard. Yikes. I don't even know. Ugh. <sighs> This is super tough. Um, I love amethyst. I've always loved amethyst. And I think amethyst basically, um, you know, it's a healing powerhouse, always has been. Definitely when you're trying to make changes, break bad habits. Um, A lot of people are coming face to face with their bad habits during this time. Um, So when you're trying to break away from, you know, things that you may be indulging in too much, when you're trying to build better habits, which I think we all could use. um, And it's just, it's amazing to increase psychic ability, strengthens the willpower. I mean, there's so many good things about it. But if you're a person right now, like I am, who can tend to be a worrier, um, Amazonite is going to be like your best friend. I call it the Xanax of crystals. It (laughs) is so calming and soothing and supportive. It's just, it's like, it's in a way, it's like the weighted blanket of the crystal world. It just makes you feel so much better. Um, And so I would say either one of those, depending on, you know, I'd say definitely for um, extroverts and people that are really doing well, but looking to make change, I'd say amethyst is the go-to and um, you know, introverts and people that are looking for more comfort, Amazon, I, it would be what I would recommend, but mm-hmm. I've used both very effectively during this, this time. So, yes, I feel like Amazonite was actually like my gateway crystal. It was like the first one that I got that I was like, holy shit, I cleared my throat chakra in like two weeks. What else can I fix? There you go. That's a good one. Okay. What are your sun, your moon and your risings? Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to lead this hey, off. You go ahead. So uh, I am, I'm a Libra. Okay. Um, and I have a stellium in Libra. So I'm super Libra. I have um, Taurus rising. So I have a Venus sun and a Venus rising. So I'm all about the love, um, but I can be stubborn. But anyways, <laughs> and then I have a Sag moon, which gives me that fire. That's that fiery part of my personality. Um, and it gives me that av- adventurous spirit. I am the kind of person when you take me on vacation, I cannot just lay on the beach all day. I have, yes. I have to go explore. I have to be doing something. Um, I, I am absolutely that adventurer. So I, my mom um, is an, a Sagittarius with a Libra moon and I am a Libra with a Sagittarius moon. So we are a mirror reflection of each other. It's pretty amazing. Okay. I am a Sag moon. My husband is a Sagittarius with a Sag moon and a Libra rising. So I love it. (laughs) I get that flavor. I get that flavor. I love it. 
Well, I am a Cancer Sun, and I have a uh, Virgo Moon and um, Sag Rising. So my my overly sometimes sensitive, compassionate nature is Cancer, and that makes me cry at every sappy movie. Um, that that side of me that has that Virgo will push through all the obstacles, or you know, it makes me sometimes a little more practical. Sometimes I get afraid, and uh, I will at moments be very cautious making decisions. But then I'm pushed by that Sag rising that yeah. makes me just blunt and get stuff done. And you know, that my Sag is my uh, I'm very spontaneous. I like to just make plans, go and travel, and I'm grateful for that because it pushes away the tears of the Cancerian and the anxiety of the Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> so go at a good combo. It's the, the Sag is the saving grace here. Yes. Uh, and I was going to say, well, I'm an Aquarius. So like crying is foreign to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, my husband, my husband's an Aquarius. Okay. So. <laughs> I get you. I totally yeah. get you. I like um, feelings. What are those? I'm drawn to air signs, but I'm even more drawn to water signs like Leanne because yeah. I have zero water in my chart. Same. So not one single planet. Yeah. My so. best friend's a cancer. It's, it's a good, it's a good one. It, it, is, it is a good thing. I've been drawn to, to air signs. My boyfriend's an air sign. My ex-husband's a Libra. I, I just, I love the ability. I find that air signs can bring out in me the things that everything else wants to push away. Yeah. They, they help that Sag come out and say, shit, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this done. I'm not afraid. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I, I love my air signs. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. Well, I love that you ladies found each other because it feels, it feels like there's a lot of good balance going on there as well. So I want to know about your journeys separately and how you came together. Like how did you both get into witchcraft and then how did you end up coming together and doing this amazing work together? So I, um, I grew up in Salem. That's where I'm from. It's where my family's from. So I, I've always been sort of in the hotbed of witchcraft, this is sort of where it all happens. Salem is often viewed as almost like a Mecca for witchcraft. And so it's, you know, it's not a, a, a big mystery on how I got involved in it, but my psychic ability was awakened really early um, through an event that happened to me where I saw something coming. I just, I felt um, that this trauma was going to take place and it told me a couple of different things. First of all, you know, when I, when I felt this coming on, I sort of reached out um, spiritually and said like, please don't let that actually take place. Um, after my mother leaves for work, please have that take place while my mother is still home so that I'm not alone to deal with it. And so that's exactly what happened. My mother was literally not more than 10 minutes from being out the door when this transpired. So it told me one of two different things. The first thing it said was like, something in the universe is listening to you or you are able to see the future and you knew yourself exactly what was going to happen and when. Either way, I said to myself, I want more of this. I want to be more involved with this. I, I need to explore this. Whether it's one answer or the other or both, um, I want to know, you know what that is. And so I sort of embarked on a journey from a very young age to try to figure out what exactly that was. Mm -hmm. And that led me to witchcraft pretty directly. And I was doing you know, spells by the time I was like 13 years old. So 
that put me very much, you know, in contact with a lot of people in Salem, including Laurie Cabot, which wound up putting me sort of in the public eye um, as a witch from a very young age, um, which is an experience that not a, not a lot of people had at that time. You know, we're, go we're going back several years. Um, we'll just say several years. That's what we'll say. Um, we're going back quite some time, um, you know, to, to my, you know, late teen years where um, it wasn't as common as it is today. At this point, we're seeing a complete renaissance of witchcraft and we're seeing people getting deeply involved, especially from a young age, which is not necessarily what was common back then. So, and then of course, getting involved on a grander scale and starting to get involved in events that were held here in Salem and held for the public and, you know, especially ticketed events is what actually wound up bringing Leanne and I together. And I'll kind of let her take it from there so she can tell you her backstory too. Yeah, I grew up as an only child um, in an Italian family and it was loving, but it was very traditional. I, I had in high school dabbled with witchcraft, but I was married by the time I was 21. I was a mother by the time I was 25. And I dedicated my life to that for some years. And I really, really lost my magic. After a divorce, I was able to truly like grow and explore different things. And I found myself in the path of Salem. And I ran into uh, two amazing men who really helped me with my career and started me off on reading uh, tarot cards. And that's when I met Sandra. <laughs> it was quite an unusual uh, situation. Social situation in Salem was very, it could be wonderful. It could be immediately connected to people right away. But on the other hand, it could be very treacherous. And out of uh, a group of people who were seeming to fight for attention for these men, and the names were Sean Poirier and Christian Day, um, so they were all, everybody was trying to get close to them. And I remember walking into an event, Sandra, I believe it was uh, the haunted uh, when Ghost Hunters event. And the only one who wasn't sitting there chasing this event down was Sandra. And she was sitting there alone. And they had talked about Sandra and almost like, she, everybody's like, oh, Sandra, <laughs> the dragon, she'll bite you. And I was like, no, nope, I want to be bitten. I want to be bitten. I want to. I want to hang out with somebody who really has some something to share. <laughs> so we sat and we struck, up, struck up a friendship. And wow, everybody was like, holy shit, they're going to be friends, Leanne and Sandra. And we started this wonderful journey of working together. And that also from that moment came tea. We started running tea leaf reading events and they were amazing. We run this wonderful event in October together called the Morning Tea. And it helps people grieve and process death where we are the one place is this book to learn how to connect to the dead through teas and through uh, tea leaf reading. It's, it's actually a connecting to that part of you and unlocking yourself that you can see and feel the dead, but also see their messages in the tea. And through this work, through magic, through uh, witchcraft, through exploring soul and people, Sandra and I, went on this journey together to write this book, but also to give this message to empower people. 
So that's, that's my journey with this. I mean, magic, I believe, was always in my blood, but I didn't truly embrace my magical side until I was a lot older. So for me to say I was doing this in high school, I, I was just playing with it when I was a kid. It didn't become real to me until I met the people to help pull this out of me and give me the strength to say, yes, this is what I am. I am a witch. And for them to go, yes, me too. It, it's a journey. People have to go out and try to find it. And, you know, you feel that calling in yourself as something more to connect with something deeper. And yes. I, I want to just jump in and say that I think one thing that's really important to note about how Leanne and I connected was that the community fully expected, like, us to basically try to one-up each other or tear each other apart. And that's absolutely not what happened. And I think, unfortunately you know, society oftentimes will try to pit women against each other. Um, and, and, and it's not, um, conducive always to the cooperation and collaboration that Leanne and I are basically now known for. Um, it's like people just expected, I don't know, us to have the attitude of like, this town's not big enough for the both of us or something stupid like that. And it, we did the exact opposite. We were straightening each other's crowns back before it was cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so good. And I mean, yeah, the, that's a kind of a new concept, you know, like women supporting women, funnily enough, is a new concept. So the fact that you guys have been doing that together for a while really is magical. And you also mentioned that you did a ritual together, like when you first kind of connected and oh, yes. knew that you were <laughs> meant to work together. Okay, Sandra, I told them about make a big, I told her about that moment where we made a big oh, noise. Yes, we went. We actually, um, I live on Gallows Hill in Salem, and we went up to Gallows Hill Park, um, which is up the street from my house, and we went up there, just the two of us, to do a ritual. And um, we we were literally, um, you know, basically just, I guess, empowering each other and looking to... um, I don't know. I, what we called it was to make a big noise in the universe. Yes. We were basically like, we're here. We're going to do this thing. Like we're, this was way before the book was even like a twinkle in our eye. It was just like, we wanted to just uh, sort of, I don't know, connect and announce ourselves in, in such a way. And I had my eyes shut and I leaned my head back and I opened my arms up like wider than a Y. And right when I did that, Leanne saw a firework go off on one side of me and a lightning bolt on the other in the sky because it was right around the 4th of July time. Mm. And it was absolutely crazy. And, and we were like, okay, this is happening. Whatever it is, this is absolutely happening. Like whatever, oh just, like whatever we just drew on, this is absolutely like, what do you want to do with that energy that we just raised? And we started, you know, doing more and more. <laughs> we started doing more and more events, and we started, you know, um, seeing more and more success in our business. I launched a couple businesses. Um, Leanne was like going everywhere. She was on What Not to Wear. She was, you know, she she was going on all these TV shows. She was doing all this media and everything, and it was like everything started blowing up from there. And um, then, you know, then it came time to say, okay, I think, you know, this is, it's time to actually get this message to more people 
like there are some people that will never come to Salem. There are some people that will never experience that magic firsthand. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So let's give them a book so that they can actually do this where they are instead of having us walk them through it in an event. Let's try to give them like what happens at an event so that they can actually do this on their own. They can do it solo. They can do this with friends and family. They can do this. We've had everybody from bridal parties to, you know, um, families, several generations of a family. We've had three generations of a family sitting at our table. Um, it's, it's just, you know, we want to bring this to, to more people. And it's something so simple that's been with me in my life since I was a baby. Tea is literally one of my favorite foods listed in my baby book. Um, something so simple that everyone really has access to and find that magic, not only in the cup, but in themselves. Oh, so magical. So anyone can read tea leaves. Anyone can read anyone. Tea anyone. Okay. Do we need a specific kind of tea? Yes. You're going to want loose leaf tea. And honestly, um, oolong or gunpowder um, is the best because it has the longer leaf and so it forms the shapes easier. You, you can get by with the kind of cut tea that is like in tea bags and stuff, but honestly, you don't want to work with that. That's really only for a pinch and I would say more advanced people because um, it doesn't form the shapes very well at all. So what we start people off with usually is oolong or gunpowder tea. It's the traditional, it's what they, it's how tea leaf reading started in the first place. Um, you want a cup that's really, um, you know, pale on the inside. We usually start beginners with just a simple white cup. Um, you don't need to buy a specific cup with shapes or symbols on it, but you can. There certainly are plenty of them out there that have been designed for that. And that can be kind of a backup because sometimes it's just like, oh, there's a little splotch 
near that symbol, okay, so that symbol's important, you know, and that, that can guide people. That's another way to guide people, but you don't need it. You don't, you can do it with any, any decent teacup that has enough of a slope. Um, some cups go straight up and down, like a lot of coffee mugs go straight up and down. That's not going to really work for you. You want that angled. You want something of an angle and a teacup has a wider top, like a wider lip than it has a bottom. And that's really the, I say that's the biggest qualifier. When they first started doing tea leaf readings, it wasn't even an actual teacup. It was like a I don't know, it almost looked more like a bowl, but it did have that sort of smaller at the bottom, wider at the top thing going for it, you know? And so it's that, that helps them, that helps the leaves sort of cling to the side. Um, okay. Then you wind up with everything straight down the bottom and that's not an accurate reading. So okay. That, and then, so do you just like pour in, so you put in the leaves first and then pour in the water, let it steep and then drink it and then read them. Yeah, so you're gonna wanna put only like a half of a teaspoon of that loose leaf tea. Um, less is more when it comes to this. A lot of times people put too much, then they wind up with a huge clump. Mm. Um, and you have to be patient. And, um, you know, Leanne will usually teach people that you have to put, you have to, you can use your spoon to kind of push the leaves away from your mouth. Because if you're obviously normally when you drink loose leaf tea, you strain the leaves out. When you're doing this, you want to use boiling water and you want to let it steep for three minutes. And that way the leaves sink to the bottom um, while you're sipping, because otherwise you're getting mouthfuls of leaves, which right. nobody wants. No. So you want to let the tea settle um, and give it at least three minutes to steep. And you want to take that time to meditate on your questions. You also want to talk to the cup about the timing. So you got to set the timing before you even do the reading. The same way that a tarot reader would say, well, this position means the past. This position means the present. This position means the future before they throw the cards. It's the same thing here. You've got to talk to the cup. We usually recommend to do something very simple, which is um, the closer to the top of the lip of the cup is the closer to the present. As you go down the sides of the cup and get to the bottom, that's about you know, think of it as like a one year span. And then anything that winds up staying on the saucer after you've done the flip, that would be a year or more in the future. Um, and that's just a very simple breakdown of the timing, but you can, t you can tell the cup, like I'm gonna split the cup into the next three months. And what you would do is start with the handle at the bottom. So don't pick it up like you'd pick up a tea, you know, when you pick up a teacup to sip it, the handle is kind of at a 90 degree angle from your mouth. When you pick up a cup to read it, you want to keep that handle at the bottom like it's at six o'clock. Mm. So you pick the cup up like that, take that first third of the cup on um, as if you were going around clockwise starting at the handle. Um, so that first on the left side would be the first month and then across the top directly opposite the handle would be the next month and then down towards the handle again would be the third month or you can split it into six months or a year. We go over some of the timing in the book, you know, okay. you, you basically have to talk to the cup before you do the reading and say, I want to look at the next three months or I want to look at the next six months or I want to look at the next year and then you determine what that's going to be. Like I said, boiling water, only a half of a teaspoon of tea, 
you want to let it settle, let it steep for like three minutes. You do have to drink this tea. So you might not want to fill it all the way to the top if you're not used to drinking tea with no sugar, no milk, no nothing, no lemon, no nothing in it because you have to drink it neat. Mm -hmm. So you're probably only going to want to fill that cup halfway. You do need to sip out most of the fluid when you get it sipped down to so that there's very little fluid left. You want to sort of swing it. You want to sort of swing it in front of you three times. Take the saucer, stick it on top, flip it over, set it down. And we like to give it a little knock. I like to knock three times on the top. Oh. Um, and then you want to wait. And again, meditate on your questions. Medi think about the things you're asking. Think about the different facets of your life that you're asking about. Then pick the handle up. Like I said, at, you're going to keep it at six o'clock. You're going to hold it like that. And you want to focus on the first thing you see. Right, Leanne? Right. And you know, when you're looking in that cup, go with that first thing. Don't, don't try too hard. When you overthink, you ruin the message. That, let, it, let it come naturally. It's kind of like looking at clouds in the sky and noticing the shapes. Notice the shapes, make notes, and review your notes. And, you know, the best part about the cup is when you move it around, you'll get more symbols. And those, it's kind of like falling a, you know, falling a rabbit down a hole. The more you dig, the more you look, the more you'll see, and the more you'll get into the story of it. But when you're first looking at it, if you simply see a moon, you simply see a moon. If you simply see a rose, you see a rose. And make note of it. Every time you do it, you're going to get better and better. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will look at the cup and say, I see nothing. I just see a pile of leaves. You pull that back, you close your eyes, take three deep breaths, do a little quick meditation exercise, and now look at it at fresh eyes. And you'll start seeing the different shapes take form. I've watched, I've watched people who are doubters, who come to our events, really um, prepared to uh, not see anything and be shocked by the end of it and be overwhelmed with joy when they see certain symbols that remind them not even of the future, but of people who crossed over. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an exciting thing watching people embrace a gift that's been in them all along. Wow, so are there specific symbols that you're looking for? Or is it just anything that you, that you see? Well, I mean, there's, there's a magic to having something very personal come up in the cup. Mm -hmm. um, yes, there are time tested, you know, symbols that have been around for centuries. And absolutely, when those show up in the cup, it's great because those can be guideposts as well. But people will often immediately identify certain symbols in that cup as something that relates directly to them. And that's very powerful. Personal gnosis is important. Um, I know a lot of people who are more comfortable reading tea leaves than they are reading tarot because they feel like with tarot, there's so much they need to memorize about yeah. the historical, you know, definitions of things and the, and the meanings that have been passed down. Whereas with tea leaf reading, yes, we do have, you know, a body of knowledge that's been passed down, but it's so personal that it's very much about what you're seeing and relating a little bit like a Rorschach test in that regard, because what you see 
matters. Just like I know we've all seen those word search things that come up online where people say like, oh, the first three things you see is going to be what defines your year or what have you. Well, there's some truth to that. You know, it, it is what your mind is drawn to. It is partly about your perception. Let's face it, perception really matters. It's definitely a guide, you know, toward or away from your goals. Um, how you perceive yourself, how you perceive you know, the things that happen to you on a daily basis, how you um, react and the choices you make, that makes your life. So when you've got something like this as a roadmap and you're taking a look at what you think it's saying to you, that matters to you just as much, if not more, than what I'm going to tell you that I see in your cup. And it should. It, it, it's something, this is a very personal method of reading. It's very much about your own perception and what you're able to glean from that cup. And then yes, when you have somebody that's very experienced um, guiding you, yes, absolutely. You're probably going to get more messages, but you can get good at this. You can get good at this the same way you get good at anything that you work on. If you focus on it and work on it, you'll get better at it. But with tea leaf reading, you're not going to just get better at tea leaf reading. You're going to get better at making better choices. You're going to get better at seeing signs in your world that should lead you closer to your path that you really want to be on and away from the things that you just don't want any part of. So it, it, it just, it's a transformation process that I can't, you know, I can't, explain to you how it's going to affect you. I think it affects all of us differently, but it definitely has brought Leanne and I closer and deeper to our intuition. And it's given us a way to um, empower others as well. I can't wait to try this. So what are some examples of what we can ask? Like, I know we have to be specific with like the timeline, but how specific do we need to be with a question? Like what would like a good question be and what would a not quite specific enough question be? I know that a really good question uh, that I received is when people ask me what path they should take. Mm. They are are simply uh, yes or no questions. Uh, if ask if uh, where what is the path of my career? What decisions must I learn um, to to make good decisions for my career? It's I've gotten a lot of interesting questions. I had somebody simply pick up the cup and ask me if their deceased cat was doing well on the other mm. side. And that's still, and that, but that's still a good question. That still can be answered by the cup, as well as, will I get a raise? Um, should I move? The, the cup will answer, and the cup does respond. It, you just, it, it's amazing how how it opens up. I think the worst question someone can ask is when I'm going to die. Other yeah. than that, I think we're pretty. We're, the cup, the cup is pretty open to any question. Other than that one. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's, that seems like you can, you're allowed to be vague, but it's just more like the timeline just for your own interpretation to keep that yeah. a little bit more specific. Or you can be specific. You can say, yeah. when am I going to find love? It's yeah. like, you know, what can I expect over the next three months with regard to my love life and my work life, you know, or what can I expect over the next year um, with regard to this goal that I have set for myself? Um, you know, certainly Leanne and I were looking into the cup about this book, you know, and what could we expect from this? So it's like you, you know, and also checking in, I mean, getting one reading is not the be all and end all of the future, because obviously we take different paths every day. We make decisions every day that can lead us, you know, toward or away from what we want. So mm -hmm. checking in, 
you know, I've had, I've had people get a reading and then completely change their trajectory based on that reading. So I always tell people when you get a reading, it's not that your future is set in stone. It's saying basically, Hey, changing nothing. This is the most likely outcome you're going to see. However, getting this reading can force you or guide you to change. Yeah. So, so don't be like, afraid of it. Like apply you what you learn. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. more control. Leanne and I have had people see things in the cup that was scary, like health concerns. But guess what? Those people were saved by that mm-hmm. because they went to the doctor and they got the answers and the treatment they needed. Mm-hmm. Leanne's own mother. Yes. My mom in a tea leaf reading, um, she had been having stomach issues and she saw, she saw something in the cup that made her concerned. And, uh, we saw that there was an illness. Well, she didn't just sit with it and poo poo it. She called her doctor immediately and we found out she had stomach cancer. Wow. They were able, it was caught so soon that it was so, it was just a little, little tiny tumor. They were able to pop it out and God bless. She's been fine. She's doing well and she's well in her eighties, but that look at tea leaf readings as a a way to open up a door to look down a road at a map. And maybe there's stuff you don't want to look at. I get people so often saying to me, don't tell me bad news. Don't tell me bad news. Well, if you don't hear the bad news, how possibly can you be empowered to change it? Mm. receiving information can only empower you so you know it it helped my mother and of course helped me because I still have my mom (laughs) Mm. oh that's so I mean I can't wait to try this this is so cool thank you ladies so much for all that so we all need to go get your book so what other magic can we expect in the book Uh, kitchen magic (laughs) (laughs) yes wonderful blessing of recipes uh Sandra and I have included uh personal uh, family recipes like my grandmother's sprinkle cookies and pizzellis. And, you know, this book alone is worth a wait. And it's, it's amazing because it has Sandra's mom's secret whoopie pie uh, mm-hmm. recipes and nobody makes a better whoopie pie than Sandra's mom. But we also go over the magic of the ingredients um, in those foods. And we talk about ingredients a lot in one of the chapters where we're talking about when you're cooking, you're making something that you're going to take into your body. Um, you can imbue that with things that you want uh, for yourself. And so you can draw more love, you can draw more luck, you can draw more inspiration, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for, you can choose ingredients that support that the same way that you would choose a crystal, the same way that you might, you know, um, work with an herb or light a specific color candle. You can do that with cooking and think about it. You're actually taking that into your body. So you can actually psychically charge that food to bring you closer to those goals. So we talk about that and the things that we've chosen over the years to be served with the tea at our tea events, we've chosen them specifically for their magical power. Um, and, and even if people that were coming didn't realize that that was a part of it, it certainly was a part of it to us. And oh. so being able to sort of imbue that food with the qualities that we ourselves want, um, well, it's a whole other way to say grace. Let's put it that way. Yes. It's like, it needs like food should be a ritual. Like it literally feeds ourselves. So I'd love that you included that. Definitely. And there's exercises in the book as well for people um, to try to, you know, sort of to try it out, even if they don't have access, um, you know, to to tea at the moment, for some reason, um, there are some sort of like 
um, I guess you'd say maybe worksheet style pages where you can take a look at readings that we've done. Um, and so on one side, you get, you know, um, an image of the cup and you can write your notes on what you see, and then you can turn the page and see what we saw, and you can sort of compare notes. So, you know, there's some, there's some practical applications in here as well. Um, there's a whole chapter on speaking with spirit and speaking with those who have crossed over. And um, it's funny, we thought, when we started doing the morning tea, we thought we were resurrecting a practice that was popular in the Victorian times, when seances were so popular and they, they even had these things called spirit kettles, which I actually own one. And we thought to ourselves, oh, we're, we're resurrecting this practice where they um, consulted the tea leaves to speak with the dead. And when we came, when it came time to write the book, we went digging for the research to try to back that up and found none. So we came to find out that we actually invented a practice, um, you know, about 13 years ago, I suppose at this point, or maybe it's a little more than that, but yeah, we, we basically invented the practice of using the tea, uh, you know, tea leaf readings for mediumship. And so there's a whole chapter on mediumship in there that you're not going to find in any other book on the subject of tea leaf reading because it simply hasn't been done. Ooh, okay. Well, we are all going to get your book. We're going to link everyone in the show notes. We can't wait to check it out. Let's move on to Manic Moments and Manifesting, where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested. And I'll go first because this weekend I had a meltdown. I went camping, which is A, not really my vibe to begin with, and B, my dog was so annoying. <laughs> he would not stop barking. And it was like, I felt so but I thought he would have a great time, but he hated it. He hated it. He doesn't like being wet and like the grass was wet and like it rained a little bit. And yeah, he was just like barking nonstop, just being such a pain in the ass. And I'm like, and he's also crazy in the car. So it, literally I'm like, this trip took five years off my life. Like it was <laughs> It was so stressful. Um, but then a manifestation that came of that, we decided, like, we didn't realize that where we went was actually close-ish, like on the way, my mom's place was on the way home. And we hadn't seen my mom because of social distancing, but now in BC, we're allowed, check the rules where you live, we're allowed. Um, so we went and stopped at my mom's and I had a nice vodka drink and calmed my nerves and <laughs> relaxed a little bit. And um, the sun was, it was like where my mom lived. It was like super sunny. So we were like, okay, we got to like zen out. My mom took care of my dog and we got to relax a little bit before we drove the rest of the way home. So I ended up working out, but we learned a valuable lesson. The dog does not come anywhere anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are, are just not loving it you know some of them would rather be more comfortable at home exactly my dog is a downtown penthouse dog he's not down with the camping I guess he's too chic <laughs> I love it oh, your turn who would like to go Leanne you go okay. I'll go I'll go because I I called her a couple of days ago and I have what I call my daily cry since uh, since quarantine and so i will just pick my this this time's i i had hit my my limit with the quarantine and not seeing my folks they're older and just the whole thing and what had happened is it seems very very simple but i i dropped the entire uh jar of salt 
um, on the floor. And I started to stomp and I took a Tampa tantrum and managed to stomp on the glass. And oh yeah, no, I, I had lots of, so my, my moment of bliss was today. And I believe you were on the phone when Chris realized we had no salt in the house. And I think what my takeaway from this moment was my blood pressure and my boyfriend's blood pressure will be lowered because there's no salt in the house. And that gave me great joy. I don't know why. It was, it was, it would happen today. And after I got off the phone with you, Sandra, I laughed and I said, well, you didn't need the salt anyways. And that's great. And that's great. I don't, and I, you know, and I chose not to cry over it. And that was also a great moment. I had cried when I dropped the salt because yeah, I just, it was, everything was going wrong. It, just, it was one of those moments. It slipped out of my hand. I had heard that the, the governor was keeping us in the home a little bit longer. And, you know, I just, I couldn't see any benefit. But this whole, this whole quarantine experience, I say, has, has let me grow more as an individual. It helped me dig a little bit deeper and connect more so with my craft and, and higher power. Yes. I mean, and you've lowered your sodium intake. So yes, and we have. And now, <laughs> now it's on the floor. I keep on finding salt. Everybody's like, why is that crunchy there? I'm like, ah, I didn't get that spot. <laughs> oh, love it. Exfoliating yeah. your feet. Yes. <laughs> so I am, I am not, um, I'm not really known for meltdowns, but I did have one when, um, when I first uh, realized or when I got a phone call from my mom's in 24 hour care. And so when they first called me to explain to me that they were going to start doing testing, I was like, can I opt her out of that test? I really don't want to put her through it. So I kind of had a meltdown thinking that my mom's going to have to get tested every two weeks with this horrific, you know, thing up the nose. And I was like, I, I wish there was a way that I could you know, make this not a reality, but unfortunately it is. I was really struggling with that. But what we wound up manifesting was we actually got an iPad, um, her, her basically her daily aid um, calls us and we can um, FaceTime with my mother every single day. It's just been so good for my soul. So it's like, I don't know, I'm looking for the silver lining in all of this. And that's what I'm finding. Well, you ladies are just magical and amazing, and I have loved chatting with you. So where can we get your book, and where can we find you online? Well, autographed copies are going to be available at Hex and Omen in Salem. So that would be hexwitch.com or omensalem.com. Um, and I think that's going to go live um, by the time this airs. So that'll already be live, the autographed copies from Leanne and I. That's going to be the only way you can get autographed copies unless you contacted us directly. Um, other than that, or if you buy it somewhere and then you come to Salem and you, and you, uh, <laughs> you will know, find it, obviously, any of them. The hardcover um, can be ordered um, in England through Waterstones or Aquarium Books. Um, and Waterstones has been shipping and it's, um, they're shipping in about, um, I would say a week. Uh, it's taking about a week to 10 days. And so if you're interested in the beautiful hardcover, um, you can get that from the Brits. Otherwise, um, the gorgeous paperback is available on all online booksellers. Um, you know, so your usual, all your usual places that you would find books will have it. Yes. Amazing. And Penguin Random House directly. If you go to the Penguin Random House site, you can order direct, I believe, from there as well. And they'll have a list of all the places, um, all, your, all your typical places. Amazing. And then what's your joint Instagram? So the joint one for both of us is um, the Psychic Tease. 
So if you, if you search for psychic teas, you're probably going to find us. And then Leanne ha has one for herself. I'd have one for myself too, but I can't keep up with that much social media. I'm already it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Okay, perfect. And we will link you guys to everything as well. So thank you again, ladies. This is so amazing. And thanks everyone for listening. Go grab the book, go check them out and we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot, the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.